Now, here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Oh, I can hear I'm something. here. Oh, there he is. <laughs> so My wife was talking to me. I couldn't get away from her. Yeah. Tell her I got to go. I got to go. Yeah, you're eating gumdrops, anyway. right? No. Oh, well, no. it's National Gumdrop Day. Oh, well, then I should be. You should be. I, wait a minute. Let me look in my desk here. I might have some gumdrops. No, no, I'm probably not. You know what else it is today? Yeah. What? Well, I, I've, I've got everything here. I was kind of saving some things for the hour that you won't be here. So. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, then do that. Hang on to that. Well, what do you got? Go ahead. Gone. Go ahead and mention it. No, I can... Well, the only thing I was going to say is that... Uh, there's a, there's a couple of things I was going to look at today because the one that I saw was really kind of strange, I thought. But let me see if I can find it here oh. real quick. Uh, oh, you must mean okay, it's a Wisconsin here. day. That's pretty strange. <laughs> <laughs> no, that what? wasn't it. <laughs> I mean, that is I'm kind kidding. of strange. But yeah, no, let's see. Where is it here? It was right here. Uh well, oh, I know what it, what I was going to ask you. Here's here, this was a piece of trivia on one of the sites this morning. Very important stuff, Kenny. Yeah. Very earth-shattering, very important Uh-oh. stuff that I'm sure you can maybe figure out what our uh, from our listeners. What percentage of people hang their toilet paper over the top oh my rather than under? How do they know? <laughs> You know, that's a really good question. Well, the answer came from Cottonelle, so they must know, huh? Oh, do they, do, does Cottonelle go into people's bathrooms and check to see how what the toilet paper What did they say? Well, let's see. It says, why, uh, well, it says, for as long as humanity has had toilet paper and there have been a great debate over or under, yeah. the topic is quite controversial and people passionately defend their side. Here are a few points to consider. Why choose over? Well, uh, it's the OG of toilet paper. Here's one of all the history buffs out there. Seth Wheeler, in 1891, patented shows the original placement of the toilet paper roll using an over approach. So it, uh, that was the, uh, like the oldest one. That was uh, Wheeler's patent number 459516, and it showed the paper over. Now, according well, to this... You're getting pretty deep on this. Well, I know. It gets a little way. It's worse than that, Kenny. 70% of wipers already prefer this position. They prefer the over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Not that you should ever blindly follow the crowd, but a whopping 70% of the population prefer the over position, making okay. it easier to grab. See, that's why. Oh, of course. <laughs> A lesson on our right toilet along paper. Now? <laughs> we can. It is the greatest okay. invention ever, though, a toilet paper. You know, it really is. Well, I, I think about it. It's the greatest this, this invention morning. ever. What in the world did they use before toilet paper? Oh, longleaf asters, I think. I don't know. Did I, did I ever tell you about my... <laughs> I think I made me mention this. But uh, a number of years ago, probably... Eight, eight, nine years ago now at least, yeah. I went back to Vietnam with my wife and with David Wheat and his wife, Ginger, yeah. right? Yes. So we had been up touring some one of the battlefields or something, and we went back down, and we were in the city of uh, 
Dong Ha. Oh, yeah. And somebody had recommended this restaurant for us to have lunch at. And it was a fantastic. They made they made the greatest rice dishes and of different course. things. We had a we had a wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah. So afterwards, uh and it was right on the beach, beautiful. They had seafood, fantastic seafood. Yeah. So my wife says to Ginger afterwards, we gotta go to the restroom. I understand they got a nice restroom right over here. So. Oh gosh. And they did. They had a walk in restroom. So my wife goes in there and She's doing her duty or whatever, and she says to Ginger, Hey, Ginger, you got any toilet paper over there on your side? And she oh, said, geez. Uh, no, I don't. She says, There's no toilet paper over here. So my wife opens the door, and there's a Vietnamese woman standing out there, and she says, You want toilet paper? One dollar. <laughs> oh, jeez. And she she actually had to give her a dollar. Did she pay she after gave, the fact, or did she say, well, just... After the fact. Give me the paper, the then fact. I'll pay. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, no. No, no. It was, you've done your duty already. Oh, now you're you kidding need the me. paper, well, so you're going to have to give me a yeah, dollar. i, I got to do the deal first before I can get my money out of my pocket. <laughs> <sighs> it was incredible. But that she had, yeah. she took off her hat. She had, like, one of these piss helmet type things on she took off her helmet and she counted out four sheets of toilet paper and gave it to my wife for a buck unreal um, oh god yeah I, I don't even know what to say after that other than that topic you were on last hour about gun control in the state of minnesota i don't like this brad oh. because uh, minnesota is a left-leaning we're really kind of a progressive-leaning we're really kind of a Marxist-leaning state. We're way Marxist-leaning. And, yes, you know, I, I started right. looking into, you know, gun control and what uh, other uh, leaders and presidents have said. And he's on record, Barack Obama. I don't believe people should be able to own guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said that. Yeah. yeah. And Joe Biden is constantly coming out with statements about you know, guns and things like that and how we should do away with them and all this nonsense. He said this in uh, supporting bans on handguns back in 1996. He's taken a very anti-gun position uh, throughout his uh, political tenure, if you will. Uh, and, and he went on to say that uh, uh, I've never owned a gun. I grew up mostly in Hawaii. Mostly. Mostly in And Hawaii. other than hunting for wild pig... Which they do once in a while. Sure. Uh, there's not the popularity of hunting and sportsmanship with guns as much as there are in other parts of the country. I have never owned a gun, he said. Well, do you think he no. doesn't own a gun? Barack Obama? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Now, maybe, yeah. you know, he's got to have something for his home protection, I would think. Although he's got he's got uh, Secret Service detail for the rest of his life, doesn't he? Yeah. How about Rahm Emanuel? He was a senior advisor to Bill Clinton. We're bending the law as far as we can to ban an entirely new class of guns. You see, they say yeah. that, Brad. Uh, there's only certain guns that we'll ban. Well, they want to ban the sale, the transfer of guns in this state they don't want you brad to give your gun to your children no, when you no, pass away and if yeah. you do it while you're alive you will be a felon well kenny this is insane re-examine this piece that i read this morning that's coming right out of our legislature 
DFO majority included a complete ban on nearly all semi-automatic rifles, a ban on standard capacity magazines. Standard capacity. In other words, the kind that the gun is sold with. Maybe yeah. it holds seven rounds or something like that. Not yeah. high capacity, yeah. not the extended magazines, but standard capacity magazines. I mean, it's it's just... And here's what one of the... Uh, the metrocentric DFL majority, this is from a statement by Brian Strasser, who is the chair of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. Mm-hmm. He said this metric-centric DFL majority are pushing bills that ban the possession, sale, and transfer of commonly owned firearms and accessories used across the state for hunting, sport, competition, and self-defense. In doing so, the DFL is demonstrating that they do not value or respect Minnesotans' Second Amendment rights. Now, let's just re-examine just briefly American history. Where are constitutional rights to own a firearm came from? Remember that? Remember it was called the uh, American, uh, what, what, what was it, the American uh, uh, well, I forget the name, Revolutionary War, that's what it was called. It was when a bunch of farmers and a bunch of um, uh, people who lived out in the hinterland early on in the 1700s or whatever, they had single-shot muskets, which was the only thing that was made available at that time. It was the first firearms, and they had it for what reason? To provide meat for the table, to protect themselves against roving bands of renegades, and to hunt and fish and provide food and substance for their table. Luckily, when the British government decided, you know what, we want to take over your country. Yeah, you people have fled over here to the New World, to America, but we want to control you. And we're going to send our redcoats in to make it happen. Well, the only reason we were able to put up a fight was because we had farmers and merchants and and uh, loggers and you know trappers that kept their weapons out of the hands of the British, even though the British tried to round them up. Brit- British Britain they would send their army into a town any time they could try to get a bunch of people together and take their weapons from them. Well, luckily we had those weapons, and when the war ended, and when we were able to keep ourselves free from colonialism, that's one of the first things. And you can tell how important it was because it became, what, the 75th Amendment to the Constitution? No, I believe it was the Second Amendment to the Constitution. So they knew how important it was going to be for us to have those rights to be able to put off some other rebellion that might come up to us. But the Democrats seem to have lost that understanding of history. We've got a couple callers on the line. We want to get first up to Tom from Port Wing. Uh, Tom, they don't understand why we have that constitutional right, do they? No, and they can't distinguish the difference between what I'm going to tell you real quick here. Uh, Three weeks ago in Chicago... There six six uh, men at the high school were shot. Now, in in three separate situations, they were young black men, and they were fighting over turf. 
and our uh, high schools now have in Chicago have turned into drug uh, turf, and that's what they were fighting over, and that's how they got shot. But again, you, if you can't distinguish the difference between that and a store owner uh, at a convenience place protecting his own personal property and himself, uh, then you run into a problem because they try and smear all of it together. Oh, that's, yeah. that's why uh, they they get away with it. But I, I wanted to ask you a question about uh, yesterday. You know, I was out cutting wood, and I was listening to your program approximately this time, and did you get punked or did your listeners get punked from the guy who claimed to be a woman? You know, I'm not sure how how that went down, to be honest, Tom. I'm not sure if I got punked. Uh, just for the people that didn't hear it, we had a, a gentleman that claimed to be, I think, 78 or 79 years of age, claiming that he was a transgender, that he had transgendered to a woman when he was 72. But he had a completely masculine voice, sounded like any other masculine man, said he had worked for the Minnesota Highway Patrol as a male officer. He was born as a male. He had uh, he had, had, during two marriages, four children from his own loins. In other words, he was a male. He procreated children with his wife four times as a male but now wants us to believe that he's a female. And, you know, listen, I'm I'm big enough to understand or accept the fact that if you want to call yourself a male uh, and you're a female, that's fine. Then that's your bailiwick. Well, let me, let uh, me give something to this, Brad, because okay. here's how this all went down. We talked to him in the second hour yesterday. So yes. that's at the podcast. Correct. In the first hour, you were talking about this Minnesota legislator, Feist or Feast, I guess I'm... Feast. Is it yeah. Feast? Feast. And you made yep. some remarks about her, and uh, there might have been some chuckling going on. That yeah, compelled him... Right out of the reading right out of the newspaper uh, yeah. that quoted her at, or him as a right. transgender person. There you go. Yep. Well, that, that compelled this individual, Michaela, to call during the top of the hour news yesterday prior to the second hour. And him and I, her and I, talked for, I don't know, several minutes. I kept saying to him, I, I'm busy. If you want to talk to Brad, you can't. No, I don't want to. I said, well, listen, you make a very compelling case here. I said, I don't know why you would call and talk to me and not talk to Brad. That's what it is here. At right. And I've done this yeah. over and over with a lot of people, trust me. And he goes, yeah, I'll come on, because he kept saying repeatedly to me, uh, it doesn't bother me that you guys talk about this stuff, but I'm just thinking about younger people that might, you know, have an adverse effect by what the, some of the things you're saying. All right, sure, we'll take that. But there's no question he was legit. I, I had he he said a lot of things to me, and it came out a lot easier than it did in the 15 minutes you talked to him. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. But, I, yeah, I gave yeah. him a lot of time. Yeah. It, the only problem that I had with the whole conversation is, again, the more I thought about it afterwards. How can you claim that from a very early age you started thinking that you were a woman, yet you procured four children during two different marriages? Yeah. Well, you obviously yeah. must have been acting as a male. Yeah, right. He told me, and I think he said during the conversation with you, that 
he had these feelings that he was different than what he was born when he was like six or seven years old. But he went through life and, you know, why would somebody at the age of 72 go through that and do that to their I, bodies? I, that, that to well, me is Tom, Tom, you think we were punked? <laughs> you think we were oh, punked? It, yeah, I most certainly do. And here's the other thing. Uh, you know, I listen to that kind of dribble on TV, on the news. Minnesota Public Radio does it advert, uh, just just way too much. And here we go in Iron River at the local library where they're all in favor of this kind of nonsense. Listen, people who suffer from a, a disorder uh, like this, they are not enlightening us on anything. You know, I have said on Lou Lotto's show way long ago, if I walked down the sidewalk, said I was a chicken, and somebody came up to me and said, hey, Tom, uh, yeah, I'm not Tom, I'm a chicken, and I'm going to lay an egg, you know, nobody would believe me. They're, they would say he's nuts. But for some reason, with this particular subject, these people can get away with this, and and nobody says, hey, you know, maybe they have a mental disorder. Maybe there's something wrong with them. Now, this guy, I believe, was yucking it up after he hung up. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. But I'll tell you what, my analogy of the chicken thing is perfectly relevant because I am no more a chicken just because I think I am than that man is a woman just because he thinks he is. You know, we have or to says he is at this point. in reality yeah. here. And when, when people come on programs like yours, they do you and and your listeners a great disservice. There's enough of well, it was. I, I found it. I found it rather interesting, Tom. And we we do have to take our first break. But I found it rather interesting that when I questioned him about things like males or people that have been males, born males, uh, had competed as a male, now wanting to compete as a female. He was very straightforward and said uh, that shouldn't happen. Their muscle tones are altogether different. Their feet are bigger. If they're a swimmer, they're going to be able to have more push, those kinds of things. So anyway, we've got to take our first break here. Uh, we've, we've got to get this done, and we got callers holding up too, but I knew something was going to come up on this. We'll be back shortly. KDAL time is 1230. Uh, What do we got? 21 degrees at the National Weather Service in Duluth. 21. The morning low in Duluth, Brad, 18 degrees. Yeah, that was Duluth's morning low, 18. Uh, 20 was the morning low in Hayward, Wisconsin. And uh, let's see what it was this morning in Hibben. Hibben, Minnesota this morning, 14 below. Yeah, they've warmed up now. They're 16. 14 below? I, did I say 14? I'm sorry. No, 14 above. 14, okay. 14. I was going to say, oh, wow. Geez, you're listening really to uh, WGGRFM. No, I. <laughs> okay. 14 above this morning for the low in Hibbing. Currently, it's 16 degrees. Oh, and Brad, on the phone, he's on the road. He's Jerry from London Road Rental. Where are you on the road to there, Jerry? Well, I got to go to my convention this year, but so the guys will be running oh. the shop for the weekend without me. Okay. But, um, there's snow in the Twin Cities, a lot of it. It's crazy. I know, that's what I heard. Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard they had Grand quite Rapids, a bit. Nothing in Duluth, yeah, and snow in How the, the roads, like, Jer? How the roads? The roads are all melted off because it's like 28 degrees, 29 degrees, 20, 28. So the roads cleared off already. The sun down here. I know Duluth doesn't get it, but when you leave Duluth, the sun shines. 
I know that's hard to believe, but <laughs> I've, I've noticed that. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what oh. we got with all the clouds up in our area, but we just seem to have clouds all the time. So. <laughs> Well, I think some of the some of that's the weather, some of that's the big lake or whatever. But what's happening at London Road Rental? What what kind of things are becoming very prevalent right now? Well, I don't know if I could say prevalent, but it's interesting because it's in February and we're renting boomless, renting excavators, renting scaffolding. Isn't Uh, that crazy? Landscapers (laughs) are calling us. They're starting to do landscaping. It's just it's one of those things. So when you're planning that spring project out. I hope I'm wrong, but I still think we're going to get punished here in March and April. But, you know, it's not going to last long is a nice thing now because the weather's so nice and warm now. But um, we just had somebody yes. drilling post holes the other day because the reality is <laughs> off your driveway, there's just no frost. Out in people's yeah. yards, there is no frost. So uh, people are already starting putting in post holes. Um, we had somebody, they had a beach party somewhere and they rented the, the Harley Rake for leveling off a beach because the beach wasn't frozen. I went, wow, that's crazy. That's yeah, so nuts. <laughs> it's that time of year. Get your projects planned out. If you got questions about it, give us a call. Um, there's still a lot of floor sanding and that going on. It's still considered the downtime, okay. so people are doing that. So just anything you can, any projects you got going on, if the plans are coming up and you don't know what you need, or give us a call. We'll, we'll explain to you the best we can, what we think is the best tool for the job. We'll ask a lot of questions. That's what the guys are supposed to do to find out yep. what you're doing. But yeah. Well, that is the nice that is the nice thing about your operation, Jerry. Is I've heard that from a lot of people that not only do they rent the equipment, but they've got a a, a fair amount of information about how to operate it and what kind of things to help you with a project too. So, yep, because we want to get you the, the best piece of equipment for your job, the right equipment for the right job. That's what everybody's trained to try to do. It's impossible. All right. Well, to do it what's all, uh, our best ask? So. There well, you go. Number, so how do we get a hold of you? How do we get a hold of you? The phone number is 218-728-2940. We're always on the internet at londonroadrental.com, or you can do it the old-fashioned way and stop by and see us in person at 1710 London Road in Duluth, Minnesota. All right. Did you get that email I sent you, Brad? Well, the, which one? Our, the, one our, the... the one with the legislature that's trying to outlaw, trying to make it so you can't turn a house into a into a rental unit again, and the fact that in order to paint your house now, you're state of Minnesota is mandating a whole new line of, of painters. They're going to have master painters and journeyman painters, and I assume then we're going to have apprentice painters. He, and, I did see that. They want, to, they want to legislate what level of expertise you have as a, as a contractor. It's, it's well, crazy. I'm, but even if you read about it, if you read into the law they're passing, it goes to homeowners. You don't, they don't want you to paint your own house anymore. And it looks like they're going to outlaw buying anything above gallons of paint. If you got a big house and you're used to buying five gallon paint cans, no more yeah. fives. You got to be. You have to be a master painter in order to buy five gallons. You little homeowner, you're not smart enough to handle five gallons. You can only handle one gallon at a time. It's just a continuation of Minnesota socialism, folks. I tell you, I, I never thought I'd be afraid of the of, of our group of politicians in office, but I'm to the point that I'm just totally afraid of what they'll do next. Yep, I'm with you. Well, listen, drive safe. I got to move along. Uh, I appreciate uh, Jerry London Road Rental, a place for you to go for everything you need to rent to make your job nicer. We got to get to Dan, and then we got to go to CBS News. Dan from Rental, how are you today? Very good, except for now we have paint control. We have gun control. We want paint control. What a waste. You know, as far as mental health, 
Uh, this uh, transgender man, he is probably as stable as most of the DFL people, you know, and uh, <laughs> I can't say any more about that. But I think that if I was a lawmaker, I would say if you're a felon or if you commit a felony and you have a handgun, you go to St. Cloud, no matter what color skin you have, you go to St. Cloud for 20 years and uh, no parole. And then you would have the end of gun violence in the yeah, Minneapolis right. and St. Paul. You know, most of this happens in Minneapolis and St. Paul. A little bit in Duluth, Rochester, and St. Cloud, but it's a metropolitan issue. It's these people that have been improperly programmed to think it's okay to go to a parade and shoot people and get in, go yeah. to a school in Chicago and shoot people. You know, these people are mentally ill, but the consequences... You have judges and prosecutors, Brad, that say, oh, it's too bad. You know, you yeah. had a bad... Yeah, he was raised in a tough neighborhood. we got to give him a break. Yeah. yeah. No. We, got, we need to prosecute prosecutors that do this, and they, these felons commit crimes. They need to be held responsible for the people that they let loose back on the street, especially cars. So what, we're, what yeah. we're hearing, Dan, and thank you so much, what thank we're hearing is... Uh, if you commit a crime, you got to do the time, period. Here's the other thing. As far as the caller that I had yesterday, I'm going to respect everybody's, uh, you know, if you're going to tell me you're a, you're a gorilla walking around talking, I'm going to respect you. If you're going to tell me you're a transgender, I'm going to respect you. But please don't tell me you've been feeling uh, that you're a woman ever since you were six, but you sexually had four children, because there's no way you can do that without having feelings of affection towards a female without having that. So, anyway, you know what? Let's go to CBS News, and then we'll come back with more here on the Thursday edition of Sound Off. KDAL time is 1242, uh, currently in Canal Park, 25 degrees on the air temp. But we've got a northwest wind that's kicking around 15 miles an hour. So there's uh, quite a bite in the air, Brad, uh, regarding yes. the wind chill. And uh, uh, there is sunshine, by the way. Jerry from uh, London Road Rental Ooh. was on his way to the Twin Cities, passing through the metro area. And so he's not able to see uh, out the window like I am. And it's sunny, yeah, so, lots of sunshine. Yeah. And if you go to the seventh floor of the Dahlberg Law Office, I know NASCAR Nicole can also see the uh, blue sky as well. Beautiful, well, beautiful blue sky, sky and blue sky. And, yeah, it, it is. It, 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 yeah. You don't know how cold it is. No, <laughs> you look no. out, and you think it's nice. That's deceiving. Yes, that can be deceiving, yes. <laughs> especially in February in Duluth. You still need a little bit of a heavier jacket, even though it's Absolutely. sun might be shining. You still have that cold breeze, like Kenny was saying. But yeah, it's yep. it's we're I'm here up on the seventh floor and I'm waiting for calls about estate planning. We've been getting a lot of calls lately. A lot of people have said that they've heard heard you, heard us on your show too. So good. Uh, yeah, we've gotten some new clients in this past week. We've had. A few, we've got plenty of room for more. We've always got room for clients. We'll get you in wherever we can get you in. And like we like to well, say, uh, you know, it's as easy yeah. as one, two, three to come into our office. It really is. And you make it painless. I mean, yeah. there, there are certain things you need to know to start the process, but it, it's not it's it's not something that you're going to regret. In fact, when you when it's all done and when the, when the will is signed and sealed, you're going to feel so much better. It just makes you... 
wonder why you waited so long. Absolutely. It is. We try to make it as painless as possible and as easy as possible. And I take a lot of the initial information over the phone on the first phone call. And we don't ask you to bring in a whole lot of information when you first come in. We try to make it, you know, easy, just enough to get the document, the process started. If down the road we need something from you, we'll ask you for it at that time. But we don't want to overwhelm our clients with a lot of information that they have to get together to hinder them for, you know, from making that initial appointment. Sure. We want to make the process as easy as possible. So all you really have to Good. do is take that first step and call our office at 218-722-5809, 218-722-5809, and we can get that process started for you. And remember, we can help you if you live in Minnesota or Wisconsin. Or Wisconsin, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Very good. Thank you, Nicole. Appreciate it as always. And uh, yes, they're getting busy up there at the Dahlberg Law Firm, but uh, they can definitely take you and get you started. So, Kenny, uh, you know, before we run out of time here for the Minnesota News, I do want to say that it, when I'm looking back at this uh, this filings out of Georgia, where Fannie, Fannie Wills has got her Fannie in a lot of trouble, uh, she she came out in her own court filings Willis responded to the allegations and admitted to having a personal relationship with Wade. By the way, let me just preface that Wade, the attorney she hired, was married when she started this affair with him. Now, the reason it was exposed is because Wade's wife or ex-wife now filed for divorce against him because she found out about the relationship. Willis maintained that it did not result in any conflict of interest. She argued that the allegations made by Roman and his lawyer are salacious and have no merit. Now, wait a minute. How can she say they're salacious and have no merit when she just admitted in the paragraph before that, that she admitted to having a personal and sexual relationship with Wade. See, I, I sometimes don't follow the thinking of these people that are supposedly in professional positions like that. She and Wade have been professional associates and friends, friends since 19 or since 2019. Um, and she said that the relationship only started November of 2021 at the time of his appointment. Well, yeah, he you appointed him to handle that and gave him a boatload of money on top of it. Of course, he's going to have a personal relationship with you. I, I think the scheduled hearing that's going on today is going to come out with a lot of interesting things. Because remember, there are whistleblowers that have stepped forward and said, oh, we want to testify against uh, Fannie yeah. as well. well because here, here's what I have to say on. towards Fannie. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, folks. Anyway, we got to go to our Minnesota news break, and then we'll come back with more. I am on the phone with Craig Sutherland from Sutherland CBD in Superior. Oh, and you have a location in Lakeside here in Duluth. But, uh, Craig, let's talk about, you. hey, you got the buy two, get one free sale back. I love it. Yeah, we started back with our loyalty, and uh, we got our butts kicked, um, which means the customers spoke out they didn't like it. Uh, they like to buy two, get one. It's an automatic 33% discount. We're bringing that back. We're getting rid of loyalty. I know we're going around. Like a lot of people's relationships are going in different directions here, but we're trying to figure it out. We got it 
we're keeping buy two, get one free. That's going on for a while here. And um, actually, I'm working at the Duluth store right now. I got roped in to this location, and we're selling a lot of gummies. Well, yeah, talk about these gummies. I'm at the website right now. Talk about this Northern Lights Mixed Berry CBN THC edibles. So we have launched our own sleep gummies, CBN, and from my research, my, what I'm gathering, the customer testimonial pieces, is a holistic approach to melatonin. CBN is what THC does throughout time, heat, uh, sunlight. It turns into CBN. It converts itself. Therefore, it's a great cannabinoid for sedation or relaxation. We had a couple milligrams of THC in these, 10 milligrams of CBN, 2 milligrams of THC. But what's unique is this gummy's got a score. So you cut it in half to get a 5 milligram and a 1 milligram of CBN and THC. I took one the other night. I did the uh, lavender, which has got a hint of blueberry flavoring in it. And it. I, I woke up in the same position I went to bed in. Oh, oh man, you've got my interest peaked on this one. So this this does not have melatonin in it. No, it does not. Yeah. Um, it's it. it no, hold on here, my phone's ringing. I'm, I'm gonna decline it real quick. Yeah. Nope. No well, good. in right now. So this is available at the store at the store locations or online. And uh, again, you've got the uh, buy two get one free sale back. This is uh, great great news. Yeah. So these will, these will be in store. And they're in store in Superior. They're gonna be up here in Duluth by tomorrow. Um, the CBN gummies. Okay. These are gonna be. They're the Northern Lights. They're very beautiful package gummies. The, the packaging, the marketing's. Stunning awesome on it. packaging. And the product is even better. Um, one thing I want to stress about our products too: we formulate our products in our in our in-house kitchen in Minneapolis for Port Hap owner of it, right? We pay a group of people down there about a dozen people great great wages with benefits to do our product to make our products. We don't have machines just de- taking these doing everything. Of course, machines pour them into molds, but we have a lot of people on hand that we pay good ethical wages to to get our products to the finish line. That's great. Craig Sutherland, uh, thanks so much. Again, you can go online, sutherlandcbd.com, or real, real quickly, you've got two store locations. 4431 East Superior Street, where my butt is sitting at right now working in Duluth. Our flagship store is at 1420 or 1420 Belknap. Don't forget our Southside Bay store out in South Superior. Uh, great stuff. Craig, we'll talk to you next week. You swerve straight. I will. There he goes. So uh, Sutherland CBD, they've got real good products, folks, the can of chills. But I am excited about this product that's available at their website. Or, again, go to one of the stores, a Northern Lights, stop counting sheep, and start eating edibles. And uh, you can list, uh, see all the ingredients here uh, by shopping online or, again, going to one of the stores. Brad, uh, we're going to wrap up our number two, and then uh, you're taking off, I understand. I am. I have a, a medical appointment this afternoon. I appreciate you uh, handling the thing, uh, which you're very capable of doing. I have one quick question to ask you, though, uh, before we go. I have a story out of the Pioneer Press this morning. Yep. You know, we've. it looks like we're going to be forced with this, late, uh, what are they calling it, speed train between Minneapolis and Duluth? Yeah. Only it's not speed. You can get there faster in your car. But what about this, Kenny? What about if I told you that you could you could ride in a pod from the Twin Cities to Rochester at 700 miles an hour? Would you like that? Well, no, I have nothing going on in Rochester. I don't live but, in Minneapolis. But, but maybe you wanted to go down to the hospital. No. Maybe you had some That's too fast for me. Transport. I like to enjoy the scenery. 
<laughs> well, you wouldn't be seeing any scenery because the the proposal that they're putting forward here is for an 85-mile hyperloop link to be underground. They, they say the benefit of this is you don't have to tear up any farmer's land. You don't have to buy up any farming land or anything else. The whole thing would be done underground and you would ride in a pod, yeah. but they said you wouldn't even know what's happening well, because it would be much like a supersonic plane. Yeah, I, I can see the need for this uh, if you're going to the mail down in Rochester. I guess that would oh, be, sure. you know, you don't have sure. to uh, get in a car and have somebody drive you or what have you. But, uh, no, I enjoy the scenery. I don't want to be underground 700 miles an hour, Ken. No, that's underground. too fast for me. I would need some can of chill just to relax me. <laughs> You know, when it comes to that, I'm with you. I don't like melatonin. I know that melatonin helps you sleep, yeah. but it also leaves me with a funky feeling in yeah. the morning. So yeah. I like the idea. Yeah. Well, listen, folks. Uh, there is no. So you'll much be back tomorrow, to won't you? You're not. Gonna... I will be okay. back tomorrow, okay. and we have our congressman tomorrow, uh, Pete Stauber, at about one thirty-five tomorrow as well. Okay, I got eleven so thirty-five on the calendar. Or I'm sorry, you're right, eleven thirty-five. Okay. All right. It was originally at one thirty, but we moved it. Okay. All right. So uh, carry on, and uh, you know I think uh, I think there's so much to talk about. It's incredible, but this whole deal with the gun uh, issues down in the state legislature, another example of why we really have to have divided government so that we don't lose all our all of our rights and all of our uh, abilities to one particular party, whether it's a Democratic Party or Republican Party. So, with that said, uh, we got, uh, what, about a minute left here? I do yeah, want to tell you yeah. very quickly, there's one other big uh, thing hanging out there today. There's a hearing that's going on uh, today in Washington, D.C. Uh, the United States has informed Congress that, it, uh, that, that there is a possibility that Russia is trying to put nuclear weapons into space. And that has raised a great deal of alarms. Uh, so, because what they're what they're looking at doing is Russia is trying to put an advanced technology up in the atmosphere, a space-based nuclear weapon designed to threaten America's extensive satellite network. In other words, they would use this system, this nuclear uh, satellite system, to kill our satellites. Killing weapons, if deployed, it could destroy civilian communications, surveillance from space, and military command. So this is an issue that's going to come up before the legislature today. And as I read this this morning and read through all the background on it, there's a lot of scary stuff in here. The Russians have been uh, building their uh, space program up. They recently returned an app, uh, uh, a uh, a person that was in space for the longest period of time of anybody. I think it was almost like a year and a half that they spent up there in outer space. So they really know the technology and they know uh, how to handle it. But uh, I'm a little frightened about the the possibility that Russia could be planning to blow our satellites out of the air, our communications network. If we ever got into a confrontation with them, that would be an advantage that we would have to have. We would have to have communications available. But that's so, not the uh, urgency of a lot of voters, Brad. They're oh, concerned not, about no. this. They're concerned about abortion rights. Yeah. And abortion that's, rights or doing away with our guns and things like that, you know. Yeah. 
And as far as the southern border and the northern border, our borders in general, it just doesn't seem like uh, Democrats are really that concerned about it, does it? They're they're really not. Um, oh, and we why, go. why they want to have an open, I don't know. Well, listen, folks, we'll be I'll be back tomorrow. Kenny will continue on shortly here on Sound Off. For more than 80 years, KDAL.